Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. And as always, we're sponsored by 1-800-CONTACTS. Thank you guys for your support here in the podcast. So also go support 1-800-CONTACTS. If you need great contacts, they will definitely hook you up. I got my man Jason back on the podcast with me. Thank you, Jason, for joining me again today. Good to be here, my man. Yeah, Thanks. man. I, uh, I, I know you've been busy traveling all around the world, uh, doing some pretty cool speaking engagements with people. So I'm glad that you're able to take some time now that you're back in town to jump on light the fight with me and let's get into some parent type situations got a couple questions for me from from what you told me oh yeah always plenty of questions for david i was actually thinking while you're talking about the contacts i was like man i wish i could get contacts i remember years ago my eyes they just aren't right for contacts really? so no maybe it's been I, a while maybe the contact <laughs> game has stepped up to you know facilitate what? your uh that would be nice but i have to still wear glasses <laughs> Well, hey, like I said, give them a call. Give 1-800-CONTACTS a call. I'm going to call <laughs> So, Thank you, 1-800-CONTACTS. All right, here's some questions. Uh, uh, and I've been asking parents about this because we're all talking all the time, you know, at yeah. dinner and hanging out as parents as, with teenagers, and we're saying, okay, what's going on in your home? One of the things we were talking about recently was how do I get my kids to make better friends? Mm. And, uh, you know, like the ones they choose seem to be the wrong crowd quite often, and it's not really what we want for our kids. And so, we we have a bad feeling about those kids. Let's yeah. just say. So this is this is not necessarily from my house, but this is from just collectively from what I've been hearing. Yeah, people are one. really concerned about their kids' friends. So what do you think about that? First of all, that question has a long shelf life. Um, <laughs> I, I think. As long as I've been helping families, that's that's a pretty common question. So, but I feel bad yeah. about asking that question in general, like as if we're judging kids off the bat just by, you know, well, we oh, could, I don't know if I want that kid in my house. or. Well, we could share judgment, share it with the parents too, because sometimes parents just want more control over their kids. That's true. And maybe the, the parent is, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate obviously right now, but maybe the parent sometimes is the one that has such a narrow window of what type of kids they want their, you know, to be influencing their children. Right. And, uh, yeah, that sounds great to keep your kids safe, but really, I mean, relationships should be like 31 flavors, (laughs) right? Like you're you're definitely going to have a lot more experience if you're around different types of people. I I know in my classes at high school, I I make it very known to all the kids that our classes kind of like a, the social Switzerland. You know, there's a little bit of everything in, in every class. Just any random class, you're going to get such diversity in the class from from <clears throat> height, hair color, to ethnic background, to religious beliefs, you know, to sports and, and music interests. So, um, but it is a good question, though, because let's give the parents the benefit of the doubt, especially the parents that you're talking to. I'm assuming they're pretty realistic people and type of people that don't want to only have their kids only be with the most absolute safest friends, but probably they don't want their kids to be with friends who are a detriment to them. Yeah. And these aren't 
certainly these are not all just from the same religion or yeah. or or uh, let's say monetary uh, demographic. These yeah. are all people across the board. Yeah. That all have the same concern. So it's not like you're just trying to pigeonhole, oh, I only want my kids with this type of person or people. So I like that social Switzerland. That's yeah. a that's a nice phrase you've coined for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good at coming up with phrases. I'm just not good at like um, doing anything with them. Besides, <laughs> besides just saying to my clients or well, on the podcast, so I guess I'm doing something with it right there. Um, yeah, no. So the, the question, though, seriously, a good question. It's, have, it's asked all the time from different types of people and giving all the parents a benefit out, out there that would be interested in this question. Let's just say that you just don't want your kids to be severely negatively influenced. There's always going to be some kids you're like, oh, man, that kid, you know. That kid's, you know, like wants you to, you know, go jump off a, a cliff into the lake and they're a little, a little bit more risk taking that I prefer, but they're not a bad kid. Right. Yeah. Or a kid's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, they're always, you know, texting you and messaging you, but they're not texting and messaging bad things. They're just, you know, taking up a lot of your kid's time. So we'll, we'll push aside all that. We'll look at more of what are the main things that parents don't want their kids to be influenced by. And then let's kind of identify those ones as certain types of friends, right? So, for example, um, kids who are not into going to class and going to school. Totally. So Big you, problem. Yeah, most parents, I mean, it's hard enough to get your own kids to go to school, let alone when you got some, some of their friends that are like really just open, loosey-goosey when it comes to, hey, ah, we don't have to go to school today. It's like, hey, let's go hang out. Let's go to Maverick. Let's go do this. Let's go to the Walmart. Or let's, you know, let's, you know, go to the skate park or whatever it may be. So that's one category, school attendance. Uh, the other one that's uh, associated with school is some kids just don't really care about school work. Maybe they'll go to all their classes, but, um, ooh, even another one, some kids are really intelligent and they can blow through their schoolwork like nobody's business. I had one friend in particular, his name is Tommy, <clears throat> Tom Dillon, actually, uh, hopefully he's still alive. <laughs> give him a shout out there <laughs> he was so smart and i was not so smart he'd be like hey let's go play let's go hang out i'm like i'm on like the first page of my homework so what are you talking about i did all my homework already he's in like in honors classes like on the golf team like he's probably making tons of money right now as we talk somewhere yeah. he's probably making too much money to listen to this podcast um, <laughs> um and so i just remember like he was such a temptation to me because it was easy for me yeah he like laughed at school. He, I mean, he was all honors and blown through that. So that may be some, however it is that your kids' friends are influencing them to either not go to school, not take the schoolwork seriously, that's one issue. Another issue is um, illegal behavior. Yeah. Um, Low-key criminal behavior. Um, you know, stealing. Um, uh, you know, smoking, drinking, vaping, you know, types of things that, Hey, even if they're even if they're legal, there's no argument that they're legal for a teenager. No, none of those things are legal for a teenager. Whenever teenagers come to me and say like, "Hey, man, like you know, like smoking weeds, like it's totally legal, like all these other states, not for fourteen year olds, it's not legal." <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what state you're in. It's like there's a reason why your brain hasn't developed. So those types of kids that are really influencing your kids to do those things, and those are the kids, whether it be school, whether it be drugs, whether it be illegal behavior. Those are kids that are constant minimizers. Huh. They take whatever you're saying as a parent and they're minimizing it to it's harmless. Don't worry about it. Um, it's not that big of a deal. You know, even if you get caught, hey, I'm sure your parents did worse things when they were younger. 
Like I've heard all those things from 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 uh, kids. So how you do that though? How you get your kids to not have those types of friends is you befriend them. You befriend that your children, or you befriend the kid that you don't want them to you be befriend friend? the kid. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Here's the reason why you befriend the kid. Now, again, I'm for all you parents listening to this. There are always the extreme examples. If you have, you know, a kid come over and they're like literally like trying to like do drugs and alcohol in your house. Okay. That doesn't mean that you allow that. I'm not talking about that befriending, not be their friend. Yeah, like hang out, do drugs with exactly because oh. that's been done before by parents. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had plenty of clients come there, and and it always sounds cool to some kids, like oh, so and so's parents they let them do this and that. And when I talk to those kids, those kids want structure and order. That's right. Those kids are like, it was kind of cool the first time, and after that, I'm like. Getting weird. Mom, dad, like, this is a little awkward. Like, yeah. weird. You shouldn't, like, you should grow up. Don't be yeah. a teenager yourself, right? Right. So, um, so when I say befriend them, meaning it's a whole lot easier to keep track and to, for example, you're much safer if you know people than if you don't know them. First of all, if you don't know them, the fear and worries of the worst case scenarios are always going to take up most of the space inside your mind. So talking to parents like, well, this kid dressed and acts like this. They wore the shirt that was, you know, inappropriate. And so instantly the red flags of the parents go up. The red flags of the parents go up. Now the wall comes up. Now the kid comes around. They're like, hi. Oh, your mom doesn't like me. Now what you've done is you've created uh, this dilemma. Now your child has to either side with team friend or team mom. Well, you've been in their ear their whole entire life telling them things they don't want to hear. Their friend might be telling them things that they shouldn't do, but it's not things that aren't sparking their curiosity. It's not things that their friend has never grounded them. Right. Their friend's never taken away their Xbox or their cell phone or yelled at them when they had a bad day at work. So friends, it's a lot easier for the friend conversation to fall on their ears a lot softer. So as a parent, I'm always suggesting when you see those kind of fringe kids, those kids you worry about, you go extra out of your way not to kiss their butt, not to like befriend them in the cheesy, like over compassionate, loving way because they can sniff that out. Mm. The moms that I've talked to, and I'm using moms more as an example because this has been more typical of moms um, that I said this to, they, some of them took this to the extreme. Oh, come over, hang in our house. I'll bake you some cookies. We can do this, this. We'll play <laughs> board games, this and that. Okay, that's not what I mean. Too much. Okay, too much. Then some other moms like, okay, well, I'm just going to, when they come around, like, what's up, guys? You guys going to do something lit tonight? <laughs> like, like, wait, like, what did you just say, mom? Like, like trying to use their language yeah. as if it's your own. Right. In social groups, if someone tries too hard to be your friend, that's unattractive. Totally. If you're trying too hard to be your kid's friends, that's also unattractive. So you got to find that happy medium. The happy medium that, that, that's a little bit easier is you just want to be comfortable to be around. Hmm. Less is best. Let's say they come over. Uh, let's say they're going to be playing uh, Xbox in their basement. Okay, Walking down there to bring them snacks all the time, disguised as you snooping on them, it's a little obvious. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So instead of doing that, 
walk down there or when they get down there, say, listen, I'll be upstairs busy and stuff like that. But I told you guys before, go downstairs, have fun, have a good time. But if I hear you guys talking trash and being inappropriate and cussing, then I ain't going to bring you down cookies next time. I'm going to come down and give you the eyebrow. You don't want the eyebrow. Okay. Second time, I might actually get mad, but we're not going to get to the second time because you guys wouldn't do that. Why now would you? <laughs> that, my friend, is actually much cooler than trying to be cool. See, the friends' moms and the friends' dads that I respected the most were not the one that were Betty Crocker. Yeah. We're not the one that were kissing our butt. It was the Latino mom. It's like, oh, come here. Oh, me, oh, come here, come here. How's this? Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you don't take your shoes off before you come to my house again, I'm going to slap you upside your head. <laughs> that was actually a Polynesian mom. I, I mistake that one. The, the, the Mexican mom, my friend's Mexican mom, hers like, oh, this, that, I'll bake you some food, stuff like that. But man, if we cuss in her house, she went from nice, like, hey, don't talk like that in my house. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I, I got like, uh, how'd she hear that? He's like, oh, my mom's got really good hearing. Like, she looks old. Yeah, she's old, but her hearing ain't old. Like, she's made, she's made her whole life of raising 12 kids with, like, that hearing. So I get love from the Polynesian mom, but I'd also be threatened that she'd hit me. Yeah. Right? The Mexican mom, I'd get love from her making me freaking flautas and, oh, um, the tamales that she made over Christmas time. But I respected her. Because she was up front. See, in today's world, a lot of parents try too hard to either be the tough parent, like, oh, yeah? Hmm. Give that kid the, like, the very suspicious look. Yeah. And the tough, like, you know, like, just try to look um, intimidating, right? <laughs> or the overly compassionate, over-loving. Well, neither of those get respect from teenagers, usually. Now, preteens, it may differ depending on their family, but if... The kids that your friends are hanging out with, if they're wild, if they're fringe kids, and if you have assertiveness, but you're cool at the same time, they're more likely to respect that. And they're also more likely going to respect, hey, man, like, I don't want you to get in trouble with your mom because your mom's actually cool, but she also doesn't play games. Yeah. Your dad was actually cool, but he also pulled me aside and said, hey, I saw you guys smoking outside. I'm not going to flip out on you. In fact, I'm not even going to call your parents and tell and narc you out right now. However, I'm going to tell you, don't ever do that again in my house. Hmm. My kid, by the way, if you want to hang out with this friend and you get caught smoking, I will ground you. And I'm not going to punish you because you're not my kid. But I will ground you. And you'll be grounded so much, you may not want to hang out with them anymore. That type of conversation is educating them on something. You can be a fringe kid because not all, especially today's world, you can have kids that look fringe, but inside they're just insecure. They're not really trying to start problems. They're not super nefarious, but the kids who are nefarious and the kids who do get into devilish stuff, they all respect certain parents too. You know, it's interesting while you're saying all this, and I appreciate that riffing you just did because honestly, as I'm thinking about my own children and the friends that they have, obviously we're happy with a lot of who they bring around. We're thankful for that. But then there's some, you know, where you're like, oh man, that I don't know how to deal with this, how to handle it. What I like about what you did, even before you went into the Latino and Polynesian mothers of the past, you did have like a different persona, almost an, you like, you, you like your accent, like your 
Amber changed. Like you became, yeah. you became a different guy in that moment to, instead of just being, you know, laying into the friendship zone or into the, you know, the almost patronizing piece. Yeah. It was just like this cool persona. So as a parent, I wonder if we can figure out for ourselves, what is, what is cool me as a parent? Well, th- that's, that's why I said befriending. Yeah. Befriending doesn't mean to be their friend, yeah. but it's a peace offering. You're breaking bread with someone, and that terminology comes from you share food with people that you care about. If your kid brings home a shady-looking kid, you bring him into your house immediately, and you give them food. Mm-hmm. Okay. You say, hey, what do you like to eat? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, we got this. We got that. I'm sure. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm fine. No. Well, you come to my house. You're going to eat. You're going to respect my rules, and you're going to have a good time. Nice. Oh, well, okay. Uh. I, I like Doritos. Those Doritos. Okay, grab some Doritos. Boom, boom. You give them food. You break the bread. Now what you're doing is you're telling him, hey, listen, or her, whoever it may be, hey, listen, at my food, we're going to take care of you and we're going to give you love because that is the exact metaphor for food. That's what it means, love. Yeah. You don't give food to anyone you don't love. Well, especially teenagers. Especially teenagers, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're giving them food, so you're saying, I love you. But if you give them the... The skeptical hippo eyes when they walk in your house, you're like, mm, I don't know. And then you start walking in on them all the time. See, a lot of parents, they don't know that they have the right in their home to greet the guest, to bring them in, because it's easier to observe an ally than an enemy. Oh, yeah. You want your kids' friends that you're unsure about. And sometimes... Parents will, will tell me this, like, well, that's saying is my kids never want to bring their friends over to the house. That's probably the parents' fault. No question. The only time it's not the parents' fault is if the parents are broke. Okay. Well, that's the only time my experience. Sure. If the parents are, well, broke or embarrassing for some particular reason. Yeah. So if uh, it's not a nice house, if, that, if that's embarrassing, if they don't have nice things and the other friends have nice things, I tell you what, man. I did not, I was not raised in like a wealthy household. I didn't want my friends to come over to the house because I was embarrassed of what could happen at any given moment. My mom, all my friends love my mom and all my closest friends know at any given moment, I could get hit by my mom and they could get hit by my mom. Oh. And they were scared of that. Yeah. So they'd come over for food, stuff like that. But the friends that she liked the most were the ones that would give her the hug that treated her like the Polynesian woman that she was. But after a couple of them saw me get hit, they're like, oh, I don't really know if I feel as comfortable in your house as I thought I did, right? And so that was something unique. So some sort of embarrassment uh, could be the way your house looks or maybe not having cool stuff. But for the kids that have friends that have richer things and nicer things, or maybe their parents just let them get away with anything because they're not there, you can still get them in your house by being this type of parent. By, hey, come into my house. Say, listen, you want to hang on my kid? When you come over and I'm going to make you some food or I'm going to buy you some food, I'm going to do something for you because that's how we're going to get that connection and relationship. Now, my kid's going to go hang out at your house and just let me be clear with you. Because my kid's hanging out at your house, I guarantee you that my kid's going to want to do some stupid things. In fact, my kid may actually want to jump off your roof in the pool or something like that, but I know that you wouldn't let my kid do that because your parents wouldn't want that either. So make sure when my kid's over your house that they're on their best behavior. In fact, you can narc my kid out and tell me if my kid's not 
uh, behaving well at your house because I'll make sure they are. Oh, yes, Mrs. Johnson. Yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you say. But you're establishing that. So if something does happen, instead of going and attacking these fringe kids or these kids that you know the rumor is they kind of do wild stuff, you can say, hey, come here. You show up to the house. You don't yell at your kid. You show up to the house and say, listen, come here. Like, what? Come here. Come here. Come here. I'm, I need to talk to you for a second. I'm going to get mad at them. I'm not getting mad at you. But I told you, do not let my child, as a good friend, if you're at my house and you're acting out of place, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell your parents because I'm not going to knock you out. But I need you to do the same thing for my kid too because right now, now they're going to get in trouble because they got in trouble at your house. Now they can't come back to your house for a month, not because you have a bad house and not because it's your fault because they were an idiot at your house. If you identify, let's like, hey, listen, I'm going to get after my kid but I'm also going to befriend you and give you the benefit of the doubt. First thing, you see a kid with a piercing, you see those types of stuff, you don't have to like it, but you have to go towards it. Don't walk away from it. Don't act like it's this uncomfortable thing. If you feel uncomfortable with it, it's your job to feel more comfortable with it. Because if your child sees that you're comfortable with their fringe, with their fringe friends, with their uh, bad behavior friends, now when they start to get unsure about if that friend's a good influence, now you can actually weigh in and have a say in it. If you're against the friend from day one, if you're anti-friend, then they'll say, well, you've never liked them. You, you know, now it creates that, that dichotomy, like I said, not the dichotomy, um, the dilemma. So the reason why I say befriend them is because your child's got to know for themselves that that's not a good kid to hang out with. So now let's play the extra devil's advocate. Let's say you knew the whole entire time that the kid's a bad kid. Let's say it turns out that they're a bad kid, just like you feared. But if you've been playing the, hey, I'm cool with you. I'm going to feed you at my house. I'm going to work with you. I'm not going to judge you because you got piercings, this, that. In fact, I'm going to look and say, hey, come here. You don't get a piercing, but I got to tell you, it's like, I don't judge you because you have piercings on. I just want to let you know, you're always welcome to my house. Purple hair, piercings, I don't care. You're welcome to my house. As long as you respect my house. We got it? Like that. So you establish that. Then if they go wild, then your kid comes home and say, listen, have I been mean, mean to Steve, your friend? Have I judged him? I Chris him? Did I tell him? Did I tell you not to hang out with him? This that? No, I'm gonna treat Steve the exact way I'm gonna treat anyone else. If they don't dis, if they disrespect my house or they get you in trouble, they're off the team. Yeah. I don't care if they look like they're a preppy kid. I don't care if they look like they're a punk rocker kid because sometimes people come in different packages. Yeah, the punk rocker kid could be the most respectful kid. Right? He may have parents that will like beat him. They just allow him to have a mohawk. True. I'm not saying that you should beat your kids. I'm just saying that like they <laughs> yeah. may have tough family backgrounds. And so they're going to respect that if you're assertive with them. Yeah, man, that's very interesting. I'm thinking now about all the kids that have come through our house. And I'm thinking about how I've treated them or how I've just kind of let them roam and do what they do versus my wife, who's very, you know, she's very much like, hey, let's get some food here. Let's get a karaoke going if you know let's do something she's very fun that way she's yeah. not obnoxious or embarrassing at all that's what's really cool too but the other night we had a big group of kids at the house all i'd say seniors to sophomores in high school and they're all supposed to be in the hot tub only for yeah. a certain hour you know because it it's just too loud where we yeah. live it's almost like an echo chamber that can be heard through the whole neighborhood so the kids were too loud after like 10 o'clock and we went out there and told them, we're like, Hey guys, you gotta be quiet. Cause the neighbors complain and they're just like, you know, they're, they're trying their best. 
Eventually, literally, the doorbell rings. We open it up, and it's two policemen at our house. <laughs> and they're like, we just got a call about noise ordinance issues. Yeah. And we're like, what? Oh, man, we're very sorry. We'll go tell them. And then my wife goes, wait a minute. Have them go tell them. Yeah, that's right. So the policeman walked through our home all the way to the back. We had already been out to tell them, hey, time to be quiet. Finally, the police showed up. And it freaked the kids out in a good way. Like, oh, we didn't realize that this was a real thing. And so just, you know, telling them like it is, even having the cops talk to them, that was such an interesting experience for us. We never would have done that in the past before meeting you. We would have just been like, sorry, cops, thank you, go away. You know, we'll go deal with it. So, well, no. you know, I, I like the way you guys handle it. Can I give you guys a different option too? Yeah, like, of course. And, and actually, because yeah. that sometimes you can't, sometimes the cops get called, like you can't, you can't prevent that. Right? We were shocked. To yeah. See them. We're like, hi. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I really believe in the three strikes rule. I do this with my kids in, in, uh, in my class at high school. If it's a headphones, if it's their phone, that's been distracting. I always give them those, those three moments. Right. Then the last one, I remind them that I was super cool the first times and they don't want me to be upset with them. And I don't want to be that guy either. So here's what we're going to do. So I gave you three chances to make action. And now I'm going to just push you in that direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this case, it would be like, Hey guys, you guys got to keep it down. Right. First one. Okay, cool. Second was like, Hey guys, you guys are killing me, man. Like, like I swear if I get the cops called from my neighbors, one more time. See, what you guys don't realize is that when you guys aren't around and it's just me, my wife, and our friends, we get the cops called on us, too. So we already got a bad reputation. <laughs> Make up a lot. Joke around. They'll look at you. You get the cops called. Like, yeah, trust me. You guys have no idea how it gets wild around here when you guys aren't around. <laughs> right? Like, just, that's funny. What, right. what that is is a good comical lie. Like, some comedians will say, if they could tell the truth or a lie, they're going to go with whatever one's funnier. Yeah. Right? So I always go something that's funny. That's the second move, right? Then the third move is like, all right, you guys, Tanya, we got, we really got to keep it quiet. Otherwise, we're going to have to punish you and put you in the basement and make you guys watch the videos of our first vacation and our wedding. <laughs> oh, so I'm telling you, hey, wife, cue it up. Okay, uh, so first, second grade uh, graduation, we're going to cue that up. And we're going to queue up sixth grade graduation and just be funny again with it. But no, seriously, like you guys need, like this is next time I come out, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to turn it off and we'll look at you and be like, come on, man. Yeah. I gave you plenty of options. Right. Am I cool? We cool. Like make it make out. Look at me. We cool. Okay. We cool. Fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. <laughs> come back the next time. Now that's if you want to give three strikes and then say it. you could do it in yeah. a couple of times. Next one. Boom. Shut it off. Say, tell you what. <clears throat> You guys look hungry. You guys go inside eat now. Yeah. Because what happens is you've already said it over and over with your body language, your facial expressions. I'm cool. We're cool. But it's not going to be cool any longer if you don't listen to what I'm saying. That's all. And then you just go, all right, you guys look hungry. Keep it moving. Oh, well, we just say stuff like that. Oh, no, you're hungry right now. Because remember, you don't want me to be... uh, um, Raptor dad, right? <laughs> you don't want me to go into a bit, and start being funny. Yeah. I told you, I'm like, I don't want to have to play those wedding videos because then I got to look at that. Man, I don't look like that same guy anymore. And then <laughs> I get depressed and sad. I'm always telling the kids in my class, I'm like, <clears throat> you're going to make me cry. Like, 
man, you're triggering my abandonment issues. When no one listens to me, I feel like I'm not being heard. I'm not being seen, you guys. And that like really affects me. And then they're looking at me going, oh, he's actually not angry and upset. He's trying to give us a chance so he doesn't get angry and upset. Mm, I'm doing them a favor. Yeah, that's helpful. And with your personality, you could do this a lot easier than most parents. And I think a lot of parents, they get this stress and anxiety. I'm going to get the cops called. Hey, guys, listen, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get the cops called. But look at the energy. It's so intense and so serious. Teenagers especially, they're used to that energy. They can block that out. They're used to adults getting worked up and angry at them. And they're also used to adults trying to be, like, too friendly and too nice. So it goes par just what I said, like, with that whole entire fringe thing, right? It's like, it's if you come at them with a very, like, I'm cool, but I also have a line. You cross that line. I'm like, no, 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 go back on that side. No, no, get back on that side. I'm not moving this line. This line's not your line to move. I'm just going to tell you, now I've given you enough chances. Now I'm going to push you over. Yeah, I've gone from different uh, places of saying, I'm going to try to befriend them and be, be Mr. Cool, you know, and fun with them. And then other times I'll be like, I'm not going to say anything and just let them be comfortable in our house yeah. and just do whatever, right? Well, and, and so nice. it's nice to have like this, this almost language to be able to, you know, work with them where we've never had the cops come over because we were too loud. I mean, that's silly, but we've gotten texts from neighbors saying it's too loud. It's 11 o'clock, you know? So that was a whole new animal for us, but I appreciate what you've just outlined. That's awesome. You know, I want to add a different age group, more of the preteen preteen. Yeah. A little bit one, because uh, we just recently had a party at our house. Uh, My daughter's on a swim team at a swim team party. Right. Yeah. And these are all 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. Right. 11, 12 year olds. Um, there might've been like a couple 13 year olds, but mostly 11, 12 year olds. So they come up, they come in our house. Uh, they go upstairs, want to be in my daughter's room. Cause like, you know, she got the hammock. There's like 12 kids. Like they all know each other. Sure. It wasn't like an isolated thing. Right. And so they're doing karaoke. They're having fun. Stuff like that. Boys and girls. Yeah. yeah boys and girls yeah. on the swim team. So they're, they're having a good time this and that. And then also my wife comes downstairs. She goes, she goes, Hey, she goes, we go upstairs and handle this. I go, what's going on? She's like, well, they're doing things like, because we have two living rooms, one upstairs and one downstairs. So the upstairs living room was like a loft living room by all the bedrooms. And they're all hanging out and stuff like that. But then they keep on going to the other rooms, turn off the, the lights and closing the doors. Yeah. Right? And hey, I, I get it, right? Sure. And so I said, well, what'd you do? It's like, so I went up there already once and told them to, to knock it off. I went up there like 15 minutes later. I said, hey, guys, no closing doors and lights off. Like, that's not. And she's like, I don't want to go up there and look like that. Mom, I go, no worries. I got it. So I went upstairs and I walked upstairs and right when I get upstairs, a door closes and a light comes on. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Or, or a light turns light off turns and door off. closes. Sure. Right. So I walk in there and, and I knock on the door and I say, hello, may I please come in? <laughs> and they're like, huh? Cause it wasn't my daughter in there. Right. She was downstairs. Right. <laughs> and, and they're like, huh? I go, can I please come in? Like Michael and Jackson, like, what? Yeah. And also, I open up the door and I said, "Ready or not, here I come." <laughs> and then I didn't turn on the light. I just walked in and I said, "Okay, I can't see, so I'm just feeling around now." <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, wait, turn on the light, turn on the light." And so I turn on the light and they looked at me like, "What are you doing so weird?" So I caught them off guard. Right? <laughs> My heck, how funny. It was a boy and a girl have a crush on each other. Uh, I looked at them. I said, "Oh, what are you guys doing here?" I'm like, are "You playing." One-on-one hide-and-go-seek? 
And they looked at me and they didn't know what to say. And right. I said, I'm just joking. I said, I tell you what. I said, I tell you what. Why don't you guys do this? Why don't you come out of this room, leave the door open, and leave the light on so I don't have to come up and make things awkward? <laughs> that and was way awkward. And they were like, uh, yeah, okay. I didn't have to say, what are you doing? Stop doing this. My wife already told them twice. Yeah. So they weren't hearing that message. So I didn't embarrass them. I can make things awkward too. Right. Like that sometimes is the best thing to do. It's like, well, there's an awkward moment. It's like, hey, this is really awkward. And make it more awkward to make it less awkward. Right. So I didn't want to be the mean parent, whatever. Now, if they want to went up there again, I'm like, hey, last time I was trying to be cool. Right. I would have done the second step. Last time I was trying to be cool. So we're going to have to come downstairs now because you guys look hungry. Right. In those moments, if you try to lecture, then it creates resentment. Right. If you try to be hard A, then it creates like your parents mean. I don't want my my daughters like like little friends because they're not bad kids. I don't want them like, oh, your dad's mean or your mom's this. However, I don't always also want them to think they live in some magical kingdom yeah. where that they can just do whatever they want at someone else's house. Because the way I grew up with, you know, the Latin mom, the Polynesian mom, that Latin mom's four eleven, scared to death of her as I should be. <laughs> the Polynesian mom. Wasn't 4'11", and I was definitely scared of her because I was related to them. But it was just kind of one of those things where you're right. It's how you carry yourself, and you walk in with confidence, not trying to be their friend, not trying to be like the tough guy, but just trying to be cool and also being realistic. Like, hey, I gave you enough chances. Now let's keep it moving. That's cool how you you diffuse the situation using your humor, right? Yeah. Uh, because your wife had already been a little bit stern, yeah. just, just to be firm. And then you came up with this... <laughs> persona to be able to kind of diffuse the situation with the humor that's cool yeah and she's better at being the she's the she's the personal trainer she's yeah. the instructor she tells 50 people and she's doing a class do this do this do that she's better at telling people what to do i'm better at telling people i get you don't want it <laughs> <laughs> I, I i deal with customer complaints she deals with customer like directions right like right. do this she's like the she's like you open up the directions I'm like the, yeah, so I'm sorry you don't like your service. How may I help you? Right. You know? Yeah. So obviously everybody has their own signature moves, their own personalities that they can utilize. But to know that you could go from funny guy to then stern guy if you have to. Yeah. So for any single parents that are sitting here listening, they're just like, oh, what do I do? You know, I think everybody can have those personas within themselves to say, I'm going to play it this way first. Well, you know, well, everybody has that parent in your life. So yeah. that's what I want to end with. Think of when you're a child, who were the parents you respected the most? Think of why you respected them and emulate them. Take bits and pieces from them because that's all I've done. I've just said this mom, this dad, this person, they were super cool. The one dad was like, hey, we're going to go to McDonald's. I'm buying everybody fries. I'm buying this and stuff like that. We eat the food, get in the car. And if you drop a fry in my car, I'm driving to the car wash and you're cleaning my car and we're going to watch you. <laughs> but guess what? There was a social contract yeah. that's like, Oh, now I own them. My parents never bought me McDonald's. So I was like, oh, yes, Mr. Nelson. Like, yeah. But he made, he made an impact on me. I wasn't going to go disrespect his house because he was cool and also not going to be played. Right. And so all you parents out there, think about that. What's those parents that really, they really did make me feel comfortable in their house. I really did respect them because you don't respect the doormat and they don't respect the drill, drill sergeant. I love that because, you know, a, a, for even for my own mind, as a parent, I'm still trying to establish 
what is my signature move? Like, what is my way as a parent with not only with my children, but with their friends and so forth? And so to be able to almost take on a persona of the people that you respected from your past, whether it's a good parent you've hung out in their home or a teacher or someone even on TV that you're like, that would have been a cool parent to have, you know, had or been like. So I think just being able to take that upon ourselves so we can then become the best version of us. I think that's helpful. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot. So one parent was so clever when I was teaching how to do this, this dad, very comical guy, daughter was almost embarrassed because he was too funny sometimes. <laughs> so he really liked this. Cause like, okay, I just got to pull it back a little bit. And the yeah. mom was a little like too strict. Right. Like, and the dad was too trying to be Disneyland dad. So they had a party, I think 15, 16 year old party. And so before the party started, they had everybody line up outside. Like they're waiting to get into a club. <laughs> so they put ropes out there. <laughs> It's like they had, he, he actually hired a security guard, right? Oh my like heaven. a big guy standing there, security guard. And he was trying to do it like a club, but secretly he got the idea for me. He's like, I don't want to have to yell at these kids. I don't want to be that guy, whatever. So we're going to have a security guard because that's what security guards do. But what he did was like, okay, we got two parties inside. One party is for you guys. And one party is for me, my wife and our generation. And the kids are like, what? So here's how it's going to work out inside. <laughs> We have a playlist. We have a DJ that's going to play all these songs that you guys have requested because the daughter had all these songs requested. This is what they're going to do. However, if you guys break anything in my house, pee on my freaking toilet seat, and like he was just like being funny. All the kids were like, and like he just named some funny stuff that he actually meant. He's all, (laughs) then we're flipping it to this. DJ cue it. And they start playing like Hotel California, right. the Eagles. And like, so if there's any slow dancing <laughs> and touching below the waist or above yeah. inappropriate places, then you guys were not, we're taking off all this food. We're bringing out like, I forget what type of, th- like, it's just some funny hors d'oeuvre, like that nobody right. like, like. It's bringing but, out the like, caviar. Yeah, something like that. He goes, <laughs> so it's up to you guys. You guys are going to have a lot of fun or you guys are going to be at an old person boomer party. Funny. And they all were kind of like laughing and the dog was like, yeah, my dad's serious, but he made the party amazing, but he also threatened them because there's a couple TV screens where he threatened them. Cause you know, they had a little bit of money. He threatened them saying, don't make me turn on my, like it wasn't uh, cause I gave him the whole entire, like, uh, about what was he saying? So don't make me turn on my high school graduation. Yeah. Don't make me turn. Oh no. He was an uncle Rico guy. So don't make me turn on my high school graduation and my high school highlight film. And she's like, dad, stop. And so all the kids were like this and like, okay. And then he'd stop the mics. Okay, you guys doing really good so far. I'm not going to play any Neil Diamond, but trust me, I will still do it. Continue. So he was making jokes in his thing, but what he was really saying is like, I want you guys to have fun, but be respectful without being a hard A about it. Man, that's cool. I mean, this is very helpful. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot here thinking about, okay, I can go back, tell my friends what we're also going to implement in our home in terms of, you know, when the kid comes over, we're going to do our best to let them know that we we want them there we we accept them we're fr- we're friendly with them break bread give them food you know build that relationship up and then set the rules keep it keep it light and friendly until we have to say what has to be said i appreciate all that well i'm glad and and uh i'll add another thing so last thing i was, i forgot and something just came to my mind um for those of you that are listening to this that have polynesian friends or raised around polynesian people they cornered the market on this. They figured out yeah. how to make your kids' friends feel like family. You're an uncle, you're an aunt. When you're at my house, 
You can say bold things like this. When you're at my house, you're family. This is the mafioso style. This is the Polynesian style. It's like you put your arms around someone. You give them food. It's like now you're in our family. If your kid, if your friends, uh, so for example, you'd be like, hey, you friends with my kid? Yeah. Okay, a couple things. When you're friends with my kid, you come over to house, you have a good time, you eat, you have fun. If anything happens outside of here, I expect you guys to have each other's back. If someone's talking trash about each other, you teach them how to be good friends and you're modeling it for them. And if you guys have issues or beef with each other, you, you deal this with each other. Don't get online on, on, on social media and like talk trash by each other. Your generation, you guys are great. You guys got a lot going for you. But you forget that you can actually work out your own differences. Tell that to every single one of your kids. You think of like, I'm like that mafia guy. I'm like that Polynesian grandmother where it's like, hey, listen, here's how we do things. And if you're part of us, you're part of our family. If you guys decide not to be best friends and hang out anymore, that's great. But there's no love lost. It doesn't have to be dramatic. You can stop a lot of future drama and you can prevent a lot of unnecessary things from happening by pulling the kids in and giving them love and telling them this is our family. You're a part of it. And that means we can tell you hard things regardless of how you dress. We're going to show you love, but you're not going to show us disrespect. Man, that's so cool. My, my concern as I'm sitting here thinking about it is you I don't have a pinky ring to wear. So yeah, the kids kiss it like a right. mafia boss. <laughs> hey, come kiss my ring. The the thing I'm concerned about is now implementing some of the new strategies because my kids' friends are used to me being a certain way. Yeah. So, like, what would you recommend for not some weird hard 180 degree thing that I'm doing yeah. now? What's the best way? Would you say if you know we already have a bunch of kids that are always there? We love yeah. having them there. We we built that house to be that type of home yeah. for, the, for their friends. So how would I slowly start to implement this with even the friends we love, the friends we're still questioning, and, and so forth? What would you suggest? One-on-one, giving them compliments for how much you appreciate them being a friend to your kids, or give some of the kids compliment for the type of friend you want them to be that they're actually not. Really? Pull them aside one-on-one. So it looks like this. Let's say, you know, one of them is hanging at your house. And there's not a lot of them. There. Yeah, he's there. He yeah. doesn't want to eat. Exactly. He's just you, that. You, 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 pull him aside, you pull him aside and say, hey, come here first. I'm like, what's up? It's like, I need you to help me with something. Uh, okay, come to the room. It's like, actually, help me with something. I just want to tell you, I really appreciate having you here. If you give that kid a compliment of something that you've seen that he's done for your son or your daughter, whatever it may be, it's like, you know, in a world like this with, you know, a lot of kids stabbing each other in the back and a lot of kids gossiping and stuff like that, I've noticed you have this quality, you have this attribute, and yeah, you know, maybe you're a little bit shy or quiet or whatever. That's what I like about you. I can tell you are a really good friend. So I just want to thank you for that and keep it up. Go have a good time. Dude, that's cool. You do that one-on-one, but it's got to be very unique that you've been yeah. paying attention to them. Who doesn't like to be acknowledged for just them being them? Who doesn't like to be given compliments that like, wow, like how many parents actually go out of their way to do that? So just because, by the way, everyone listen, just if they don't, if you don't get a like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It meant so much to me. If you get more of like a does not compute, I do not know how to take a compliment. (laughs) I feel really awkward and uncomfortable. Doesn't mean that that didn't go, that that didn't like resonate and really make an impact on them. That's how you get the ability to call them out on hard things. Whenever I'm working with teenagers and I give them a, trust me, and they're like, crap, what's coming out? 
I've built up the trust so much by giving them the compliments, giving them the benefit of the doubt, getting them get out of jail free cards. So when I say, do you trust me? So yeah, well then I'm saying it's my turn to tell you some things that you probably don't want to hear, but someone's got to tell you. And since you trust me, I think I need to do that. Man, that's cool. I can't like, you've just given me some firepower to go in there and really be an influence on the kids' lives when I wasn't sure how. You know, like well, they honestly, need you. They I've, need you. I've they seen, need every parent has that influence. I've seen their own parents, you know, doing weird stuff, and I'm just yeah. like, oh man, I need to say something, but I don't know what to say. So. You can be a second father. You can yeah. be a second mother. I've had so many teenagers come to me like, oh yeah, this is my brother. It's my sister. Yeah, they're like my mom. They're like my dad. In the Polynesian community, mm-hmm. when you're an uncle or an auntie, but there's no blood relationship, there's not a higher, there's not a higher compliment. No question. That is the compliment of all compliments. And so same thing when someone says, oh, that's my second family. What they're saying is that if I have things I can't go to my family with because they have not shown up for me in certain ways, I don't trust them, or maybe they can't handle it, I got a backup plan. Being that second family, everybody knows it takes a tribe, it takes a village to raise you know, a child, right? Well, in today's world, we have such a disconnection from community and neighborhoods and having that feeling like we're actually in a, in, in a village that one individual family that can create that. Now, some families can create that in all the bad ways, though. Some families can be like the family where you can drink at our house, you can do those things at our house. Right. It's really all the good families, good parents. It's us and a couple other people, a couple good friends against the world when it comes to influence over your children. We're outnumbered. Totally are. David, that was so helpful, man. You I'm completely... Glad, man crush that question in all the right ways well I, obviously i'm gonna riff and go off on crazy <laughs> tangents i'm like if i kept on going there's like three or four other things i forgot about i could mention but we'll, we'll let it we'll let it ride we'll, we could talk yeah. about this another time yeah, we'll talk about it another time thank you for the insight you just lit the fight for me <laughs> there you go now you can go home and be like i'm lit i'm lit bro i'm lit let's bro. go bro yeah that that they slaps <laughs> hey man that, that's the new one I'm not good at that lingo. Yeah. It's just yeah, they're just, they're just They're just playing. They're just changing words. Went from dope to lit to the, you know. It's I know. Just, it's I'm all so, the same. I'm so behind. Yeah, I'm still going stuff. gnarly. Gnar. <laughs> <laughs> Shred the gnar. Well, thanks for having me on. This has been cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, let's, uh, let's do another one. We shall. All right, man. All right, you guys. As always, thank you for following us here at Light the Fight. As always, thank you for following us here at Light the Fight. Also, thank you for following us on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, go to Instagram and follow Like the Fight. Um, actually, it's not Like the Fight anymore. It's David Kozlowski. David underscore Kozlowski underscore, correct, producer? Okay. So follow David Kozlowski on Instagram, but you can follow Like the Fight on YouTube. It's still underneath uh, Like the Fight on YouTube. And until next time, thank you for helping us to Like the Fight. Nice. Dude, that was... That was epic. Seriously, well done. Yeah, well, I, like I said, that feel right? Put, oh, yeah, man.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 